So I want to talk about how to deal with difficult people because I know that everybody's got somebody like that in their lives, somebody who might be just difficult to love and difficult to handle. And it might be at the workplace. It could be in your home life, um, maybe a family member, maybe a friend has become difficult to talk to, reach, just deal with in general. And so um, some of those characteristics might be that they're blunt, rude, Um, They might kind of speak without thinking, say hurtful, critical things. They might take their problems out on you. Or if it's really bad, they might even be, you know, um, vindictive or spiteful. And so, you know, all of those things are totally possible in somebody who is struggling. They might have insecurities that cause them to act this way. Um, I do believe there's usually like an underlying reason for this. It might be that they're going through something. And you know what? Sometimes bad situations bring out the worst in people. Difficult people are the hardest to love, but they're usually the ones that need it the most. Um, Usually there's something going on that's causing them to act the way that they are. It might be an underlying insecurity, or it could be um, just something going on in their life that's causing them a lot of stress and a lot of hurt. And then they start to take that out on other people around them. So I want to look at some scripture that kind of talks about how to deal with difficult people. Matthew 5 has two. So it says, eye for an eye and love for your enemies. So there's two sections I want to talk about. The first one's the eye for an eye. You've probably heard this verse before, but it says, um, you have heard that it is said, eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If someone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Give to one who asks of you. Do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. And then if you look at um, the love for your enemies section, it says, you have heard that it said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. So you might be thinking after hearing both of those that, Well, I don't want to let somebody just run me over. And that's not what you're doing here. It's about having grace for that person and giving to that person love in return for their, um, you know, aggression or their anger or whatever's going on in their life, whatever they're doing to you, showing them love in return and showing them patience and kindness. And so it's not that you're letting them necessarily run you over. That's not really the, the point of it. It's more like showing grace for them. And I really believe that the Holy Spirit will start to work into their life if we're praying for them. So that's why, that's the next thing I kind of want to talk about is prayer. Because it does say to pray for your enemies. That's like, oh my gosh, like how difficult is it to pray for somebody who is mean to you? And trust me, I understand. It's difficult to want to pray for somebody who treats you just rude or mean or it might be difficult in your life it's hard to want to pray for somebody like that it's easier to pray for people that are like nice to you because you're like oh yeah I really like you you're my favorite person I'm gonna pray for you you know but it's harder to pray for people who are mean to you because it hurts but that's what we need to do that's what we're called to do and here's the thing prayer is powerful two things happen when we pray the Holy Spirit works on them and then he begins to work on us he's working on us just as much as anybody else And in this process, we might find ourselves, our hearts kind of changing towards that person, softening towards that person, but we also might start to see ourselves having the right words to speak. Things might be laid on our hearts that we need to do, action we need to take towards that person. And so uh, the Lord's going to give us things 
that we need. He's going to equip us to handle this person. I believe that, and it does start with prayer. Now, I do want to say I'm a fan of sitting down with people and telling them how you feel and being like, hey, look, what you're saying hurts my feelings, and I don't know if anybody's told you this, but I feel like you're kind of, you say these things, and it's hurtful, and you need to know. And I'm a fan of having one-on-one conversations with people because I think it does break down barriers, but if you're not in a situation where you can do that, this is what you can do behind the scenes. And I think you should do both. I do think there's a time and a place to sit down with people and talk to them and be like, hey, like you're, this is hurtful. You're hurting my feelings. Stop it. <laughs> but in a nice way, in a kind way, right? But um, I also believe that behind the scenes, you can be praying for that person. So now I kind of want to look at love in action. Let's see what Romans has to say about it. Okay, so I'm looking at Romans 12, 9. And says, love must be sincere, hate what is evil, cling to what is good, be devoted to one another in love, honor one another above yourselves, never lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. First, I want to talk about the fact that it says cling to what is good. There's something good about that person that bothers you, that difficult person in your life. There is something good about them. You need to find what it is. Pray about it. God will reveal it to you and find that good and cling to what is good in that person. There is something good about them. It might be hard to see underneath all of that frustration that you have towards them because they're just a pain in the butt, right? But there's something good and we have to find that and cling to it. Next, it says to be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. Back to the prayer thing. We need to be faithful in praying for them and also for ourselves, what we need to do for that person. Next, it says in verse 12, 14, it says, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn, live in harmony with one another. It says to bless and not curse them. That is so hard. That means even when their back is turned, we need to be blessing them. If you have to, Pick some good things about that person, like I said, and start just like using that. Talk about them in a good way. Every chance that you get, change your perspective on this person if you can. Um, It may not necessarily mean that they're changing right away radically, okay? They can. I totally believe that too, but it might be a process. It's going to take time for this person to change. But what we can do is try to find good things about that person and bless them, pray for them, do good things for that person, love the heck out of them, and it's an action. Remember, because we're reading love in action. And then if all of this is kind of making you wary because you're like, well, I'm going to love on this person and then they're just going to treat me bad forever. Well, in verse 19, it says, Do not take revenge, dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. God has us under control. I'm not saying he's going to go and smite a bunch of people, but he does know how to handle people. And he knows this person inside and out. And ultimately, if you leave it to him, he will work the situation out. Okay, he's not going to let you get run over forever by this person, okay? He's going to give you the tools to equip you to do good works here, but also he's going to work on this person. I do believe that. And ultimately, if this goes on for a while, okay, and this person isn't changing, I also believe that God sometimes removes people out of our lives for a reason because they're not healthy to be in our lives or he gives us the ability to remove them from our lives, okay? 
And it's not a, when it says like his wrath, for me, I'm thinking to myself, I know that sounds really harsh, but the thing is God works on us and he is constantly trying to um, improve us and sharpen us. And um, the Bible talks about him like pruning us like you do a tree, right? So that it can produce more fruit. Well, I believe he's doing that for everybody, okay? I don't think he's just doing this just for us. He's doing it for this person too. And even if they're not a believer, even if they're not Christian, the Holy Spirit, there's a seed planted there by you. It might be by somebody else too because you don't know. You never know. God works through lots of people, okay? And so I believe the Holy Spirit can work on them and he can change their heart, okay? But you need to leave room for him to do that as well. So don't take revenge on them, okay? Um, even though it's tempting to. And remember, in Romans 5, it talks about where sin did abound, grace did much more abound. We need to remember that sin, it can be great in a situation, but grace is greater. Grace always wins. And I think it's important to remember that because it can feel when we're in the trenches with somebody and it's just getting overwhelming. Our hearts uh, might be heavy because of the situation that we're in or because of the situation somebody else is in and the way they're treating us. All of that can just be so overwhelming and stressful, but you know, just remembering that we have hope, God ultimately will win this. It may not be in our timing and it may, it may take a while, but I've seen God do a lot of things that you know, I didn't think were possible. I've seen him change people that I didn't think could change. Just remember that God is walking with you through this situation. You are not alone. And he's got a plan, not just for that person, but for you as well. Thank you for listening to the Further Than Faith podcast. I appreciate your support. Stay tuned for more episodes.